of spiritual baddies, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. You're listening to the Embodiment Podcast, where we dig into who you are behind closed doors. And even if you aren't an entrepreneur or on your spiritual journey, but you're looking for something to listen to while you're on the treadmill, or on the road, or just looking for some new knowledge to gain, welcome. I'm your co-host, Ashley Fry. And I'm Manot Series. Downtown. <laughs> downtown. Manot lives downtown. What is going through our brains right now? I want to know. <laughs> it's the second week of school. Oh my god, how is how has it been for you so far? Like, what's your what's are you going through the motions? L M A L. Laugh out loud. Laugh out loud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, yes. No. Uh, school has been a little bit. I mean, you know, ever, at the start of the school year, every year it's always going to be like a, a like a chill or start. But like I'm yeah. already in some of my courses, and I'm already like, no, I'm going back to summer. I'm going back to summer. Time to meditate. Honestly, yeah. ooh, I got a question. Did you use your morning menu this week? I did. I did. Really? But but the only thing is, you're gonna be disappointed. I didn't print it out. I have it on my phone. That's okay. I, I wrote my phone. note. Um. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see, I because I, I was gonna say what I wanted to do was I wanted to go on Canva, create it, and then print it, and then post it on my in my room. So like I have like a big. Um, but until I do that, I put it in my notes app. Smart. Yeah. No, I um, I wrote mine. So my mom gave me butterfly cards when I went home, and I used one of those to just write it out. Because I thought it looked cute in a cod, but yours did look nice. I know the one you showed, the one you snapped me of, like um, showing me yours. Was it... Yeah, it's on my fridge. It inspired me. It inspired me. I was like, that. That's a nice. That's a cute one. I should get a. It actually, you know what? It actually helped me a lot this week because even if I didn't get the time to look at the morning menu, I still had it in the back of my head. You know what I mean? So like, even if I just didn't stop and like stare, like I was like, okay, what am I doing right now? And then it was like the options were in my head because I had written it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like just having it in front of you, especially when you wake up, you can just like looking at something and being like, okay, I can, I have these things to choose from. And then you just literally can pick easier that way. Like if you don't have that structure, it's harder to decide like what, what you should pick. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's continue discussing what we were talking about last week we did we um, looked off on um a, a cliffhanger last week didn't we yeah it was a bit of a cliffhanger so we talked about a lot of good things when it comes to adhd anxiety whatever like just ways you can manage it but let's uh let's uh let's get real let's get real about it this time and kind of break down the different ways in which um, your motivation almost comes out like maliciously. And that's another chapter in uh, Tamara's book is called Malicious Motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, she refers to Joseph, De, uh, oops, 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 I've said it wrong. Joseph, Joseph Ledoux. His book, The Emotional Brain. Le page. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, 
poll, live poll right now. Is it LePage or LePage? <laughs> We're talking about Royal. Is it Royal LePage or Royal LePage? If you're in Quebec, then it's Royal LePage. But if you're elsewhere, then it's Royal LePage. So, guys, leave it leave it in the comments below. What do you think? What's what's the right answer? I think I think Mano's not French, so I don't know why he thinks it's Lepage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the book, The Emotional Brain, he speaks about emotions and how, as we kind of talked about last episode, um, they're important motivators of human thought, right? And so usually when you have a thought come to your mind, even though thoughts aren't real, they can give you insight onto how you're feeling right um and like subconscious emotions are complex and they affect how we motivate ourselves right like when it comes to final season you probably motivate yourself with anxiety because you know due dates or exams or all of the above are coming up um but yeah i think a lot of people subconsciously use the emotional part of the brain to get a task started and I'm guilty, 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 like personally very guilty of that. Um, but it's very, very present for students who are balancing so many different things at once. Um, or even just taking a class that you struggle to enjoy or find a passion in. Um, I, I how? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'd even say like when thinking of emotions, because we're talking about it in this context, like, our emotions guide us, but like you could think of them kind of like an invisible hand pushing us in certain directions. Like that's kind of what emotions yeah. are. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, how do you think emotional or malicious motivation presents it when it comes to um emotions? Like how do we as human students, all of the above like, how does it present for us? I'm just going to speak from experience, but I'd say, like, 100% procrastination. Um, yeah. And I'd say that because nobody likes doing things they don't like to do. And when it comes to specifically procrastination, right, we're talking about, um, I'm talking about specifically when it comes to school, that could be also for work, anything you do. But we, like... I, I don't think there's anyone on earth that doesn't have a habit of avoiding tasks we don't like to do. Mm. And because of that, we sidetrack ourselves with like other things to reduce our stress. So that's kind of where procrastination forms and comes in. But like, I feel like that's kind of the biggest thing that comes to my mind when I think of that. Um, and just in general for myself, like I try my best not to procrastinate, but I still do it sometimes because sometimes it's just, like, it's just part of human nature at this point. Um, I don't know if that answered the question fully or if that... No, like... I, I think I think 100%. And I also think that like three of the big points that um, Tamara talks about in Your Brain is Not Broken are all very intertwined. So if I were to put them into order, I would start with avoidance, then I would move to anxiety, and then you mix the two together and that creates procrastination, right? Um, but yeah, it avoiding things makes it easier to get other things done because you're shifting or temporarily shifting your attention to get rid of anxiety right yeah um 
But then when it comes to anxiety, prioritizing things and getting them done can be really difficult because we tend to rely on our anxious feelings. So if we feel less anxious about something, we're less likely to do it or we're more likely to push the things that we're anxious about out of the way to make ourselves like to soothe ourselves almost right and to do something that makes us feel better like I oh my god when I was in high school I would go have a bath for like an hour (laughs) to avoid doing anything because I'm like I deserve to take care of myself but maybe I could have utilized that in like better ways rather than just like avoiding doing work maybe it could have been like my treat after I finished the work right reframe exactly it's like reframing it and i think that like just in terms of because because anxi- anxiety sorry i can't I'm, I'm like chittering um it's okay it's a long ang- day anxiety though i feel like stems like is deeply rooted in in our generation like i feel like everyone i talk to says they have experienced like major anxiety and like i think a lot of people don't think it's like quote-unquote normal like a lot of people think like like they don't like admitting that they have anxiety, but I think that's it's now a part of our lives. And I think that's obviously because of overstimulation. It's because of the way that things are structured. And like even when it comes to school, like that's probably the biggest thing that resonates with with probably us, because we're in school right now and we procrastinate things yeah. because we don't like those tasks. Um, like in Biz 800, so I'm gonna call this out right now. I, literally when I joined that class, I <laughs> I had anxiety. Like my first day yesterday, I was anxiety driven. I was like, no, this class is gonna be so annoying. But I was like, you know what? I no no no, man. I was like, think positive, think positive. Otherwise, you're gonna like push yourself back. You're gonna do worse if you do that. So I started doing it. But like it, it li- like literally, it's just anxiety manifests in different things. And I think that's why also people always say to do things that you love. Because I feel like it's it gets kickstarted or like procrastination, anxiety, whatever gets kickstarted for students specifically when they have to partake in a subject that they're not thrilled about or interested in. And I feel like when you're not interested in something, it feels more like a chore than like mm-hmm. something you want to put all your passion and energy into. And I feel like that's yeah. kind of what stems out of um, specifically for that. Yeah, no, 100%. And I also, I back on the anxiety thing, I think it's very yin and yang when it comes to anxiety nowadays because everybody identifies with it. But some people like identify with it a lot and other people refuse to acknowledge it. And so it becomes an issue, a bigger issue later on, mm-hmm. right? Well, because people don't um, want to feel like they're the odd one out like being like because like people obviously people talk about the having anxiety and stuff but like sometimes people like treat it as like a, a trend like i'm anxious like i have anxiety you know um yeah and i feel like that makes the people with anxiety like feel a little like you know they don't want to c- come and like talk about it because they're like mm-hmm. okay for them it's not a joke and maybe they're like oh maybe it will be taken as a joke so i mean yeah like, it's like falsifying or yeah falsifying validation exactly and i feel yeah that's what I was saying, but I feel like most of our, especially our generation, deals with it. Um, let alone like people that are older than us. Like I know for a fact my parents deal with it. I know for a fact like there's not one person on earth that has never experienced anxiety. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? There are also a lot more 
um, malicious motivators. And I think these kind of go alongside anxiety. Um, but like procrastination because of perfectionism. It's mm. a big one. Mm. Right? Wait, sorry, like, repeat that. You said procrastination versus because the no, because of perfectionism. Because like of. for example, I'm an avid, my notes have to be perfect, right? So if I don't have the time to sit there and make my notes perfect, I'm not going to sit there and spend the time writing my notes because I'm going to need to allocate more time and then I procrastinate and then I get busy and then I fucking never wrote my notes out. <laughs> and That's then I need so to, real. Right? That's so real. So that, and then I think talking with your past, present and future self like rather than just being in the present and like reflecting and journaling and all of that is really healthy but i think when you're in a constant conversation with the three versions of yourself you're kind of lost or you kind of lose yourself in dividing yourself like that if that makes sense right mm. So like if you if you haven't shaken the past version of yourself or if you view the future version of yourself as the future version rather than embodying that as now and you have those conversations with the part of you that is in quote unquote better than you are now or more worthy or more desirable, then it just creates a divide in your brain and it makes like it it can motivate you sometimes but it also can do more damage than good so like in terms of so when you say talking to your younger self like what is an not, example of that not necessarily younger but it can be like six months ago or something i don't know like for me like i've put on some weight so if i were to um give an example of that it could be like me talking to the version of myself that wasn't as heavy as I am now, or you know what I mean? Who might've been, or like the version of yourself who might've been going through different trauma at different times. And the difference between like working on that trauma and just conversing with that version of yourself is that you're still identifying with part, like part of that version. Mm, so then, and so it's an, it's an emotional trick that your brain plays on you to make you feel as though you're still in that place. Oh, I see. So then, so you'd only do that if it was like you were trying to go back to a place where it was like a better time, not like a, a worse time. I don't think it would be an only. I think your brain can make you feel guilty about anything in any way, but it's whether you lack the, or it's whether you have the awareness to understand or to try and understand what tr trick your brain is trying to play on you. Mm, psychology mm -hmm. that's like yeah yeah, yeah that, that makes sense um the emotional brain i was literally gonna say there was something I was gonna, oh uh, no i i like i was gonna say something about perfectionism earlier but like sorry it was essentially just another example like literally i feel like even for for just anyone like say you're about to do something on your computer but you know you have to go somewhere like in like 30 minutes I always, I don't know why I always do this, but I'm always like, okay, I'll have to do this when I get home so I have more time to focus on it. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'll do this later because I have to leave the house and I don't, I want to like put more time. I want to be, I want to perfect this. So like, like it really does matter. And I know for working professionals, they do that too. Cause my, like, I'm not going to call anyone out, but a lot of working professionals I know do that exact same thing. They're like, oh, I'll do it later because I, I don't want, I want to spend more time on it. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt. That's the thing is like, it doesn't hurt to sit down and get a base, a baseline started. Right. And it also will make your work easier in the end is if you and then you have more time, say you start it and you only spend 15 minutes on it, then maybe you have some free time while you're out or while you're driving or while you're on transit or something or while you're talking to your friend and you can reflect on what you did and like what you want to add. Right. And so it almost gives you more traction to creativity and detail. I and I think I think it's good. Any progress you get is is good. And I think the reason people like for me specifically, I know the reason I am so bad with it is because I literally just like I don't even know where to start. Like I'm like, okay, well, I have to sit down. I have to figure out where to start. But like, obviously, you can do that within like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just like your brain tells you. It's like, no, no, no. You need to spend more time. You need to have more time so you can like get in the flow. Uh, and I'm like, mm, you, but you you are right. It's like if you just started you can go back and get in the flow faster because you've already got the yeah. thought just going. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, Another emotional trick. Anger. Yes. Anger. <laughs> I, okay. Anger. Getting, getting mad moves you to action. So, no, okay, a lot of people do say channel your anger and use it as your fuel. Um, which is why people say revenge is the best, or the best revenge is like, what? What is it? Um, revenge? No, it's not. It's an, I, I, I'm the saying has left my mind. But there's a saying about revenge where it's like, use your anger. It's like it's like Khloe Kardashian's show Revenge Body. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, right. Like it's like revenge. Like I feel like anger because anger is one of the most powerful emotions. It's so powerful and so potent. That yeah, I think. Continue. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, I think it's because anger is so powerful and potent. Like, that's the emotion that makes you act the most. Like, that's why when you're angry or like, and now this is right, but like, people are more likely to attack you when they're angry. Oh, hundred percent. Because like, it's just more potent. It's like every all encompassing them. Like that is. So if it fuels you to action, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. It means that it needs to be harnessed. Yeah. And I think, I think you can also, like, if you're dealing with anger, you can also channel that through something else before you, like, go directly into your work or whatever you're doing. Because then you'll have more of a calm mind, um, a more focused mind. Let's use that word instead to, get at what you want to get at and so like yeah being angry and channeling that can be good but it can also shade you from perspectives that you might have when you have a focused mind that's deep we're getting deep today that's deep i I was thinking about like that is deep ashley fries ashley fucking fries coming in with the deep combos It's the first week of school. It's, it's, first getting, week of- it's getting my brain moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, oh my god, that's the thing. That now that summer's over, 
all these topics are coming surface level again because like they're becoming part of our lives like in the summer mm-hmm. no you're not really taking courses unless you're taking summer school so most people are off but when you're back in the, the flow of things it's like these things are more prevalent and it's like knowing how to use them and take advantage of them is going to help you in the long run so it's like yeah. it's good that we're talking about these specifically um i think a good one that goes along with that is shame and self-loathing mm, feeling ashamed no you know what it's feeling ashamed or feeling like you, someone else feels ashamed of you. It's also, yeah. And it's shaming yourself. Right? Yeah. Like we talk about this a lot, but it's doing things with love and loving intentions and say you want to be healthier, but you're doing it through shaming yourself. It's when you shame yourself, you're not going to have a permanent outcome, right? Like it might be good. You might lose weight for like, six months but what why did you lose the weight because you were hard on yourself and you starved yourself and what you you're gonna gain it all back once you're in a bit of a better mindset right it just shame and self-loathing is i think one of the biggest tactics especially and i'm not just gonna say just for women but i think especially for women when it comes to body image and body dysmorphia and all of those things i think that's a really really important motivate or malicious motivator um and i think it's a really important one to confront right and like i've i've got friends that have dealt with the same mental issues that i have when it comes to like body image and stuff and i see them thriving now and happy and healthy and maybe have gained a little bit of weight but still healthy and it makes me really happy to see them confront and kind of throw in the trash that shame and self-loathing and i would would even go as far as saying i for me personally i don't think i've ever met anyone who doesn't have some sort of not body dysmorphia but like consciousness about like how they look like not liking something about like how they look i don't think i know anyone who doesn't have that and I think it's so normal, but it's just not talked about a lot because people just don't want to bring it to attention. Like they don't want to bring those um, thoughts to, to attention, which is fair, right? Because obviously you're not going to go around being like, I think I'm fat or whatever, but like, right? Or like, or, or like, I think I have like, my hair is dry or, you know, like it could be any, any sort of thing. But mm-hmm. like, I think it's just. And I think some of those things can be boiled down to personal preference, but I think. Mm-hmm. when they're focused on enough or too much that's where it becomes a self-loathing or shameful thing but like as long as you but the, the key is actually noticing it as long as you notice it you can overcome it yeah i mean that's what literally what they say like in ever even in business they're like you need to even in our class right we need to go into a business we need to like analyze it we need to learn it before we can actually make any decisions on it because we need to know it. Exactly. I think, again, I, I say this to you all the time. Awareness is the biggest, most important thing you could have. And I like when people are dealing with like issues or whatever, but they at least can acknowledge them and say that they want to like deal with it. That's the big first step to getting anything done is acknowledging it and being aware that it's there exactly 
knowing that it's in the room with you. Yeah. Another way to put it. Um, so I guess since we're going to school or since like now school is like this whole for free? <laughs> no, I'm showing you my anklet. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, is that evil eyes? What is that? Yeah, it's an evil eye anklet. It's I love great. that. I don't know if you can see the butterfly. Can you see the butterfly? Oh, oh my god, that's so cute. Where did you get that? My friend got it for me. That's cute. That is so cute. Every time I see it, okay, this is a side note. This is so off topic, but every time I see any, like an evil eye and butterflies, immediately I think of Ashley. I'm like, a butterfly and an evil eye put together, that is Ashley. That was just my PSA. Like, I, well, I want okay. Yes, the keychain. I okay. saw. That's not a keychain. Or whatever it's whatever it is. I don't know what. Like, it looks. It, what would you describe that as? A uh, wall piece. <laughs> a wall piece. <laughs> it it almost it's almost like a wind chime. Oh, that's another way to describe it. A wind chime. So what she's talking about, guys. Like, I don't is, think um, it chimes, but it looks like a wind. Yeah, chime. but it looks like like it dangles. Um, what she what Ashley's talking about is like this this um chime, this metal chime that has a butterfly with evil eyes and like on top like of each other. So it's like dangling in like a a, a vertical formation. Um. <laughs> That's what she. I love hearing you describe this. Um, yeah, it's three Evan, butterflies. Evan's Jesus in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw that, guys. You would not. I I can tell you guys. You you're gonna love our podcast studio. It looks so vibey. Um, I cannot wait to start filming in the actual space itself and posting on YouTube because we've been wanting to do that so much. It's going crazy, guys. I'm gonna need to start wearing a posture corrector if we're filming. <laughs> you know, we can buy. We can buy two. We can buy two. They're like four bucks on AliExpress. It's gonna be a necessity if you guys are gonna be watching videos of us speaking like this. Yeah, yeah, speaking and sitting. No, we're we're guys. We're gonna do it. But yes, we're so excited. Um, Ashley's actually sitting in there right now, but we are still figuring out how, like filming wise. I'm snuggling the big teddy. Snuggling the big teddy, and then also I need to bring the unicorn to join the party. You guys are getting all the secrets right now. You guys are getting all the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I think that. Sorry, I was I was gonna say. What would you do? I mean, in terms of school, now that school is coming full force at us, do you think right now is a good time to notice these emotional tactics? And if so, like, what do you think those the best way to notice them are in the context of school? I think school is probably one of the best times to do this because you're put under a lot more pressure. So they present themselves a lot more. Um, and I think it's also good because you've got a set schedule. So having a set and obviously like some people might have one otherwise, but everyone's work schedules are different um and i think having that set schedule gives you the opportunity to incorporate different things to help cultivate like emotional health throughout um throughout those motions throughout that schedule throughout whatever it is um and i think 
because they present like these emotional tactics or tricks or whatever your brain does during these times because they present themselves a lot more. I think it's easier to be aware of when they present themselves, whether it's dependent on a class, whether it's dependent on the people you're around, whether it's dependent on energy, whether it's dependent on your stress levels, whether it's dependent on like whatever it is, I think mm-hmm. it's easier to pick them out that way, right? Which classes you feel more emotionally charged towards? Which of them are you like which of the tricks are you using? How are you using them? How often are you using them? I think committing to restricting the use of these like habits is really really important during this time because it'll help you feel more balanced and make everything again navigating with balance moving with ease make everything feel a little bit like easier um and also when you're in school you're around people a lot more right so i think it gives you the opportunity to lean on a friend, lean on a family member, have an accountability partner, maybe lean on someone outside of your personal circle who you know is on top of their shit or who inspires you or who commits to doing these things as well. I think it's really important to reframe how you inspire yourself, right? And again, do it with loving intentions. And this is one of the best times to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I really love the one about accountability partner because, like, we've talked about that before, but I think accountability partner has a special place for me specifically because when you're talking about before, one of those emotional tactics was being ashamed, right, feeling ashamed. And when, I'm, when I think of feeling ashamed, I think of more so, like, either, like, in my weight loss journey when I was first, like, before I started my weight loss journey, like, I was ashamed, but then also in the sense where like, I don't want to make others feel ashamed of me if like they trusted me with something or like, like a task or whatever. So like, yeah, it plays two folds, but having an accountability partner also fortifies that because it's like, you don't want to make your accountability partner disappointed in you. So you're going to do what you can. So you perform. Yeah. And that also comes down to i think it also helps you with your communication right because it's not a bad thing to rest it's not a bad thing to be honest but being communicative about it whether it's with yourself or with another person that is a huge thing right is acknowledging it for what it really is yeah exactly um and i just had a question for you do you know how to climb a ladder i don't know is the ladder steady? <laughs> um, well, I mean, in terms of emotional health, I don't know. Is it? Um, so let's talk about the um, cultivating emotional health. Let's talk about the ladder that comes with that. Okay. I've got, I've got a few. Um, what are they called? I forget the word, but whatever. We'll talk about level one. Pointers. So, no, not pointers, but it's almost like descriptions so you can break down and understand what level on the ladder you're at and, like, how it might be affecting you. Sorry, I'm so ADHD right now. I keep moving around. Um, so, level one is present and calm, and I think this is one of the best levels to be at. It is the best level to be at. Um, but so you start with awareness. 
we find that we respond as needed to whatever life presents, actualizing the positive potentials, right? This is when you feel inspired. This is when you're speaking positively to yourself. This is when you're speaking positively to others. This is when you, um, instead of reacting, you think, right? Right? You act. You don't react. Um attention we become more present and focused on what is actually happening around us we're not fixated on defensive thoughts you can be like play devil's advocate for yourself you can break down situations without like blaming someone else um your emotional voice we're attuned to our emotions the emotional voice provides important guidance for us so you're in tune with your intuition you're li- you're trusting yourself you're letting that voice guide you rather than letting the ego voice guide you um body engagement we feel more present and awake in our body mind heart everything you might feel more energized you might feel more willing to go for a walk you might feel more willing to go to the gym um you might crave going to the gym because it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's. I love those endorphins. Yeah. Um, if you have ADHD, anxiety or whatever, and you're in level one, you're most likely, obviously your symptoms are still going to be there, but you're going to be able to be aware of them and, interact with them with mindfulness with problem solving with planning so you're gonna have your to-do list written out you're gonna have your clothes set and ready for you in the morning when you wake up you're gonna eat your breakfast you're gonna call your mom you know what i mean like you're gonna tackle all the things um without stressing about it you're gonna just feel at ease going through it and then how this relates to others we respect and value relationships and regularly like it's shown regularly through the way that we speak and the way that we act. So again, like you were saying, you get anxiety about making others feel shame about you when you're in level one and you're president calm, you're not going to feel that way because you know that you're showing up or you know that you communicated, you know that you did what you could and what is best in that moment. Um, do you want to do level two or do you want me to keep going? You, you do level two. I'll do a uh, level three. Okay. I'll do level three and okay. level five. Okay. Level <laughs> two, <laughs> level two is attending to. So, um, your awareness is you're often feeling good and managing your lives, but you don't have the same degree of awareness as level one. I'm going to be honest. Recently, I feel like I've been in level two more often than not, right? Um, so we're like, more you're on the cusp. You're on the cusp. Yeah, like I know what I'm doing. I know what I need to do, but I have days where I'm not as mindful with what I'm doing. Mm. And I just kind of like there's some maybe coping patterns or mechanism like watching netflix more often like i went from not watching netflix at all to some nights now when i get home from work sitting there watching three episodes because i just need to not think about life and like maybe that's not the healthiest maybe i should open a book for a little bit um 
but your attention, you're more attuned and open to yourselves and your environment. So you're still pretty present. Um, Your emotional voice, the emotional voice provides good information, but isn't taking over by shouting. So you're still aware, you're still getting direction. You might have like the odd kind of counteractive voice that jumps in there but it's not yelling at you it's not taking over everything you're doing it just pops up every once in a while um your body engagement your breathing and posture is relaxed most of the time because you're not in a constant state of fight or flight and let's if we want to break it down to adhd symptoms because this book is um about adhd uh, your problematic symptoms are identified. Strategies and techniques are key to managing symptoms. They're used carefully and consistently. So you're still, you, you got your techniques and everything, but you're focusing on those techniques. Like you're really focusing on them. Um, and then your relation to others. You're not doing everything out of love. You're almost looking for win-win situations. So, it's like a push and pull when you're in attending to you'll do something, but you got to look at like what it's going to do for you. Right. And I think, I think that's important sometimes when it comes to boundaries and stuff. But I think if you're constantly looking at things as a win-win situation, I think it'll almost come back to bite you in the bum a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it can, it can, make you act almost a little bit selfishly it can make the ego come out Mm -hmm. can make the ego take over actually control not come out the ego is always out it's like a yin and yang thing as you said before like the the ego and the the super ego and the ebb or or i think what's it called it's like there's a super ego and there's something else um but essentially they're always out it's just that sometimes some are overpowering the other yeah on to you, love, for number three. All right, so autopilot. The way I like to think about this is this is the NPC level, the non-player character. <laughs> okay? And I'm saying it this way because I feel like that just resonates. Uh, that just resonates with me better because like, it, it allows me to visualize it in a more gamified context in the sense where like, when you're on autopilot, you are essentially going through life and letting life take you wherever it wants to take you. You're letting the waves push you around, basically. And when I say NPC, like it's a non-player character, right? It's someone who's not in control of their own destiny. They're just trying to get through life, right? They're trying to get through life and they're trying to live. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's just, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, if we're talking about emotional health specifically, when it comes to that kind of stuff, you're not going to reach your ultimate happiness if you're not taking control of aspects of your life if you're letting life push you around you're not gaining anything of value for yourself right um yeah. i think that's an important thing to note because like we a lot of people say like you know don't be an npc and i say that too i say a lot like i'm like oh my god the npc spawned in right this person is an npc but like it's almost real and like 
as you can see, it's part, it's, it's not the fifth level of this, which by the way, I'm going to go off on for the fifth level, but <laughs> the fifth step. But when it, when talking about autopilot, I think that as long as you're mindful of what you're doing, like if you know that you're in a place where you know what you want and you are actively going and trying to get it, I would say you're more so in level two or level, level one. Um, yeah. Most people, I'd say, like, Ashley, would you agree most people are in level two and level two? Well, actually, um, no. No, actually, I wouldn't say that. I'd most, say, I'd say well, most people are in level three. Okay, I'd say most people, sorry, most woke people are in level one or level two. That's what I meant. Um, yeah. When we talk about level three, I'd say, like, that's why we say NPC. Like, I called it the NPC level because NPCs are everywhere. And there's a lot of them, which is why there's a majority in this level. They're letting life push them around. And, yeah. Routines are good, but I feel like the autopilot mindset often emerges from routines, right? Like, for instance, someone might drive to work and not remember the journey because they take the same route every single day, right? Like, that's yeah. an example of of that autopilot kind of kicking in. It's like, get out of your comfort zone, right? Experience new things, and then you will grow out of that, and you will grow as a result of that. And um, it's like being mindful, right? It's, yeah. There's there's so many different things and like, because I feel like also when you're on autopilot you you don't make that many decisions so you're not flexing your decision mu- muscle as well right it's more so just like okay let's just go with the flow as we always do whatever and I feel like a decision making is really important um, yeah and like it's not that it's all negative because right now I feel like I'm I'm bringing it off that it's negative it, I, it there's it's like it, it can have both negative and positive consequences. Because on the plus side, it can make certain tasks like more efficient for you. Like make some tasks in your daily life more efficient if you're just uh, you know exactly what you're you're doing for them. But on the like the opposite side, on the flip side, downside, whatever, it can lead to like mistakes, right? Like missing an mm-hmm. exit on the highway, or um, and like also mean like missing out on the like the rich richness of of having those present experiences in real life. Yeah. Yeah, no. and that's I think that was a really good like analogy because that can be kind of like transferred into or yeah, transferred into any other like part of life as well. Um or like missing an exit, that could be like, oh, you slept in for class. And, like, it wasn't an exam, but, like, you still slept in for class. Or um, you misread your work schedule, you know what I mean? And you started earlier than you were supposed to or or, um, something along those lines. I think that was a really good analogy. Thank you. Um, Do you want to move on to level four? Yeah, let's go to level four. Yeah, okay. Um. So level four, and this is one that I think a lot of people are in as well, is survival. Um, it kind of gives I me think, Maslow. Pardon? It kind of gives me Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people go through periods in their life where they feel like this, and that can be applied to anything it can be applied to school it can be applied to your financial situation 
It can be applied to your living situation. It can be applied to your family, your relationships. We all go through survival modes. Um, and I think the more that you heal and the more that you become aware, the more that you can move through situations in level one or level two or even level three better than level four, right? Mm-hmm. And so it takes going through level fours and level fives as we'll get into them after, but it takes going through those to understand why we don't want to be in them and why life is easier when we function at level one, two, or three. Um, I'm only saying three because of society and work and everything, you know what I mean? Like if you have a day job or a night job where you have to put on an act or something, and then that becomes like autopilot. Like for me, sometimes bartending feels like autopilot. And I think that's one part of my life where it's fair for me to be an autopilot sometimes. Right. Um, but obviously I'm not like reacting, but things, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, eh, maybe, okay, (laughs) but it's okay. I think it's okay to be in those positions sometimes where you let yourself run an autopilot a little bit, um, because it does, it's almost like giving your mind a little break, but like, obviously you don't want to function in that level all the time. Because that's where you lose attention to detail or um, lose traction on your goals or just total, like, being present. Um, But when you're in level four, your awareness is reduced to looking for threats, right? So you're you're not looking for the good. You're not looking for opportunities. You are fixated on the bad. You're fixated on what might harm you. Um, you think the world is bad. You think people are out to get you. You make assumptions for situations before you like understand why it really happened. Um, you are making decisions completely instinctively. Um, your attention because of your focus on survival and getting your basic needs met. We indulge ourselves into stuff physically and emotionally. We often do what we feel like doing, even if it's not the healthiest option. I went and I ate a wonder bar before I came and sat down here. I let myself indulge a little bit. Maybe not the healthiest option, but it, you know what I mean? Like that's just like an example of something along those lines. Um, your emotional voice is almost like making you do things because it wants its emotional needs met instantly, right? Like this could be you have a big presentation tomorrow and in high school before big presentations, you went and smoked a blunt before bed so you could just get to sleep, right? Maybe you're an adult now and that's not the best way to go about things because in the morning you feel foggier, you feel whatever. But at that, like at nighttime, your brain is telling you, I need this right now. I need this right now, right? Because it wants its emotional needs needs met right away. So someone who's in level one or two is going to acknowledge that feeling and like, okay, like maybe compromise and do something else like maybe sit there and watch a little bit of a tv show or make your favorite snack or something but when you're in level four and you're in survival your emotional voice is gonna want that right away 
Um, it's focused around feelings of fear and anxiety rather than mindfulness. Um, your body remains on high alert. It eventually adapts and learns how to live with a higher stress level. You don't sleep well at night. You might gain or lose unhealthy amounts of weight. And again, that's where we talked about it before, right? Like if you're focusing on, so doing things out of love when we were talking about weight before or just overall health in survival mode, you're focusing on the negative, right? Your awareness is on the negative. So if you are in survival mode and you're focusing on that negative, you're either going to overeat or undereat and you're going to either gain weight or lose weight. And that is why it's not, uh, that's why it's not a long-term commitment or it doesn't make a good long-term commitment to taking care of your health because it's going to come and bite you in the ass later on, right? Because you're acting out of survival and out of negativity, not out of love and positivity. Absolutely. And as um, you say, you're the queen of saying move with loving intentions. Yeah. We need to, I think, I think that's something we should all say. You say it to me too a lot. I do. I do. I, I'm, but I say it because you used to say it a lot to me and it stuck with me. So I was like, you know what? And I even say it like, I say it to people I work with. I'm like, guys, let's move with loving intentions here. Let's whatever. So like it, it's. I took a nap today and I had a dream that you and I were going to the Drake concert. And, and I couldn't find the tickets on my phone. Like they just disappeared uh-huh. and you took forever to get us there. I was really upset because I really wanted to see Drake and we got stuck in like this mall that like, I don't know why I remember what the mall looks like, Yeah, but half of the things were closed and I just wanted a new shirt to wear to the concert because I didn't want to wear my like big sweater. And I'm thinking about it now. My brain while I was sleeping was not moving with loving intentions. (laughs) It was, it was angry. I just wanted to see Drake. (laughs) I was in your way. I wasn't, I wasn't. No, I, I woke up like a little rattled because of it. <laughs> You're like, man, oh God, my way of seeing Drake. <laughs> you know what? And that, that is, that is delusion, <laughs> which is the fifth level. <laughs> so, um, where are, do you want to say any remaining mar- remarks? Yeah, I've got, I've got two more points. Sorry. Okay. okay <laughs> and that just popped into my head when we were talking about that. Um, but again, let's go back to ADHD symptoms because you're constantly putting out, um, like negative negativity, anger, you find yourself more irritable, frustrated, you can't concentrate. Um, your thinking tends to be very one way or another, right? It's not, um, what's the word? It's not diverse, like you have a very one or another way of thinking. And so you limit yourself when you're at this stage. Um, And when it comes to your relationships or other people around you, you tend to be very, very self-centered and very critical of others, right? And that being critical of others reflects right back on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Very true. Number I mean, five, your I, I turn. I was gonna say, wait, one last thing is when your insecurities, what you reflect onto others is your own insecurities, as you said. And I feel like 
a lot of the time, the reason, like for me personally, I don't get offended when people like, you know, try to bat me up or whatever is because I just know that they're just spewing their own insecurities at me. Exactly. Sorry, okay. Just because I'll, someone's throwing a temper tantrum at you doesn't mean it's because of you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and okay, so number five. This one, I feel like when I saw it, I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. Um, it's delusion, right? And when we think of delusion, now especially, I'm the most deluded person you probably will ever meet. Ashley can But yeah. we've also we've also tried to refer- reframe the word delusion. Yeah. We in like, like a positive light. Exactly like that. And that's what I was gonna say, is is that right now in society or in our generation, delusion is seen as a positive thing. It's like be delusional with your goals and your dreams and your aspirations. Like you can achieve anything, basically, right? Reach for the moon. And or reach for the clouds and touch the moon, right? Like that's an example. But like when I think of delusion, I think of of just positive manifestation and positive affirmations. I think in the sense of this, or what this is referring to, is being realistic with you as a person. <laughs> being realistic. Um like in the sense where delusion often in my context this obviously means like being delusional and like being delulu that's how i say it. you know what delusion and delulu, delulu. Are different ways right i like delulu delusion refers to like holding beliefs or perceptions that are significantly at odds with reality okay that's a kind of a way to describe it right it's being like something that's not realistic okay that's the the definition in google and i actually was curious to see how google would would describe it and when i searched it up I got a little blurb about the implications of being delusional. And this is what it said, okay? It's a delusional states can be indicative of psychiatric disorders such as schizophrenia, delusional disorder, or bipolar disorder, among others. (laughs) Guys, no. If if people heard me, I'm like, no. Okay. So that's essentially what Google (laughs) says. For for delusional, right? So apparently I have all these things. Um <laughs> but it's 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 like the way that it's looked at here is that delusional thinking leads to harmful actions against oneself. And I think that is true to a certain extent in this case, when they're talking about it in this context, sure, being delusional in that way can be harmful to you. And it can end up ruining your relationships and ruining the way you interact with life and see life. Um, but I feel like everything, as long as you're aware of it, everything is good as long as you're aware of how to control it. And I think that being delusional, even if you are a little delusional, can um, be good, even in this context, right? Like even like just normally be the normal definition of being delusional, like holding beliefs that are significantly at odds with reality like that is mm-hmm. with in moderation that is still good and i think that it's still healthy to have it's just dependent on how far you take it um and that's different from delulu like when i say i'm delulu or being delulu it's like like you're just going all out you're like literally insane being like i'm literally going to this the moon yeah so this this delusional that they're talking about is like say you 
um, say you're on the phone with your mom and she hangs up too fast and doesn't say I love you, right? Like someone who's in level five would be like, oh my God, she's mad at me. You know what I mean? Like that type of delusional. Jealous ex syndrome where they're like, they're cheating on me. (laughs) What? You? (laughs) I don't know what you heard that confused me. Sorry, we like squinted at each other for a second because we were both like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, we, yeah, honestly, guys, it's. 11 30 p.m right now we're probably both <laughs> so our brains are are slowly um slowing down here <laughs> but it won't be happening anymore because amanda will actually be coming to the studio and we will actually be filming in person and, and... We'll be video content da, da, da. Hallelujah. and guys catch us in the streets of toronto because we will be coming out to film with you guys so please if you have any film location ideas or questions you want us to ask dm us let us know um we already know if you're listening this far in you're a real one so if you are hearing this please send us a dm either ashley.fry at ashley.fry on instagram or at emmanuel series um also link in but the like actually like if there are things that like we've talked about that you want to hear like other people's perspectives on like the general public or if there's things that like you want us to talk about and maybe even something that like you're struggling to think about properly you know what i mean and you want answers something that we can ask without like it being something that might put you in an you know what i mean like you don't want to ask like your friends or your mom or something because it makes you feel a little uncomfortable send them and we will we will attack those topics. And we don't really care. Me and Ashley, guys, we have no, we, we don't, we, we give no, no dams. No, today, ask. today, today, Brad, uh, one of my professors in class was like, oh, hey, Ashley, like once he started talking to the class, called me out. And then he, and I'm thinking about how I would have reacted in first year, second year, if a prof did this. But um he was like you weren't here last week were you i was like no i was sleeping <laughs> like that's the thing it's like you don't give a damn he didn't care like remember he how he reacted he was like he was like oh like he was like being sarcastic like he doesn't care it i don't like, yeah i don't know i don't know if he fully heard me but like he just kind of like was like whatever like he just brushed like didn't really respond to me he, yeah yeah but that's what i mean is like it both at a point where we can talk about these things comfortably and we're very open-minded to any discussion, any topic, unless you're being homophobic or transphobic or um, any, any, I don't know. I mean, obviously I'll like sit there and converse with you, but I'm not going to shut up and not tell you how your opinion might make others feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. But like I'm gonna put my foot down. Yeah, I'm a mother mother fry. <laughs> mother fry is coming is coming for you. Or if you're just being downright disrespectful, we don't fuck with it. We we don't fuck with it. Well, hey, that's why we don't surround ourselves with negative energies. That's the biggest thing, guys. Me and Ashley do not surround ourselves with people with negative energy. We distance. <clears throat> Ashley and I. Sorry. Ashley and I. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. So next episode, we are excited because it's the beginning of a new adventure. Ah! Um, following that, I am going to Nashville to volunteer for her best life, which is the group that holds the empire the award-winning empire building podcast so i will be vlogging my trip i will be bringing my wireless mics along with me so my mother and i can vlog and hopefully i can get some good insights onto or into the empire building her best life brains pick their brains a little bit while i'm there or even just analyze everything that's going on and share my insights with y'all but yeah, it's we've got a big few weeks coming up. Definitely film some content. Watch out for the embodiment Instagram. Watch out for the Instagram yeah. account. We're gonna have some yeah. content. Yeah, guys, 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 remember to tell me how to get on his shit. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, I need to get on it. I guys, yeah, we need to get on a consistent posting schedule for embodiment. Um we need to we need to do that. Because that's how we're yeah, gonna be Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. But you know what? Now that we're in person and we're actually filming the content, it's going to make it so much easier for us to actually produce more. Uh-huh. I agree. So I'm so excited for this. I cannot wait for next week because next week is the first time we're going to be posting on YouTube, like an actual episode. Well, uh, I mean, I, I guess if we have the camera set up and everything. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah. We will. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can write to us at embodimentpod at gmail.com. And if you want to send us a DM, it's at embodiment.pod. Or if you'd like to follow us or message us personally on Instagram, it's at emmanueledseries and at ashley.fry. I'm Ashley. And I'm Mano. And you've been listening to Embodiment, who you are behind closed doors. Thank you guys. Have a beautiful day, babies. And I am so grateful for you.